Well, it took me an extra two months or so to get from where Deacon Tommy is to this chair. Sorry, I blame COVID, you know, things happened. But it's a pleasure to finally be able to celebrate the Eucharist for you all, to celebrate the Mass and to bring the sacraments here to St. Margaret Mary. I'm so very grateful. But it really has been a long journey. I mean, I didn't just, it just wasn't those two months of switching chairs. It took me eight years in the seminary. But I first felt that call when I was 21, about eight and a half years ago. And there was something that happened when I felt that call that caused just dread to come over me. I realized something. I hadn't been to confession since I was about to make my confirmation in eighth grade. And not only that, when I showed up that day for confession, I had no idea that's what they were gonna make us do. My parents dropped me off, which actually my parents are here today, so they dropped me off, not warning me that what was about to happen, and they shoved me in the confessional and I made somewhat of a confession, I guess, maybe. And I realized that I hadn't been in confession in so long, and now I feel God is calling me to be a priest, and I was terrified. I made mention in the past that I worked in restaurants for, from the time I was 16 to the time I was 22. The restaurant and hospitality industry is not the holiest of places to work. I had done some stuff. I'm not gonna tell you what my confession was, but just know if you heard any of it, you'd have some dirt on me. Thank God none of you were there. But anyway, so I made an appointment to meet with the priest to have that confession, and I remember walking into the parish office trembling with what was about to happen. And as I sat in the priest's office and we began confession, and I just started rambling off all of these things that I had done. And after it was probably a few minutes of me rambling on, the priest just stopped me and he said, why after all of these years? What has made you come back to confession after all these years? And as I sat there, I had to say the one thing that I didn't want to say, and that was, I think God's calling me to be a priest. And I didn't want to say that because I was ready for him to kick me right out of the office and say, no, 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 I just heard what you had, all your sins. There's no way you can be a priest. But instead, when I told him that, he jumped out of his chair, embraced me, and said, that's wonderful news. I'm so happy to hear it after all of these terrible things that I had just told him that I had done. And of course, at that moment, if anyone watched my ordination or my Mass of Thanksgiving on live stream, I'm a crier. So I'm bawling my eyes out as this is all happening because I realized that I had essentially formed blockades around my heart. And then I was not able to receive the love of Jesus Christ. And it was the confessional that was what was taking those blockades away. In our second reading from St. Paul to the Romans, it's probably one of my favorites. And St. Paul says, what will separate us from the love of Christ? But of course, this is Christ's love for us. And we know that Jesus Christ will go at any length to bring us his love. In fact, he went all, for, all the way up Calvary's hill to the cross, even if it would mean one person's salvation. He did, he took the cross and took it up Calvary's hill and died 
for every single person, for you, because he loves you. And he desires to pour out his love into your heart. But sometimes these blockades form around our heart. Could be fear, shame, anxiety, depression, all of these things which stop us from being able to receive the love of Jesus Christ. But of course, what removes those blockades? I mean, if you were, if it was your biological heart in your chest and you had blockages, you would go to the doctor. You wouldn't wait until the blockages went away to go to the doctor. You would say, no, there's something blocking the blood flow in my heart and I need to go see someone for that. We have to turn to the confessional as a place of healing. As Pope Francis says, it's not a torture chamber. And he uses the image of the church as a field hospital where we are to encounter the love and mercy and healing of Jesus Christ. In our first reading, the Lord speaks to the prophet Isaiah as he says, Come to me, all you are thirsty. Come to me, all you who have no money. And I will give you a drink. I will give you food. It doesn't say, come to me, all you who have it put together. Come to me, all you who are perfect. That's not what it says. But so often people are afraid to go to confession because, well, I still sin. I still struggle, but I'll use the analogy of the hospital, of the doctor. You don't go to the doctor when everything's fixed. You need to receive that healing, and that's what Jesus Christ desires more than anything to give you, to remove those blockages around your heart that you may receive his healing love and mercy. In the gospel, as Jesus' disciples are following him, it says that his heart was moved with pity for them. And that is when he healed them and he fed them with just a few loaves and a few fish. If Jesus Christ can take a few loaves and a few fish and feed what it says 5,000 men, but then we add in all the women and children, 15,000, 20,000, I have no idea. All of these people with such seemingly little food. Imagine what he can do with even the slightest amount of faith that you have in your life. Imagine like a surgeon's knife can cut through those blockages and to allow you to fully receive his love. It's only then that we're able to properly love our husband, our wife, our neighbor, our children, because we cannot give what we do not have. Unless we're able to have the love of Jesus Christ poured into our own hearts, we cannot give it to others. And I have a challenge, especially for parents here today, even grandparents. Do not withhold your children from the sacrament of reconciliation. They can't come themselves. Model for them what it means to receive healing and mercy in your life. They won't know what it means until you've modeled it for them. When you come to confession, bring your children. Do not hinder them from receiving that love and mercy because they need you to bring them. They need you to be that model in their life. Bring them to the sacrament. I've been a priest now for seven-ish days, just over a week, like seven days and like eight hours. And I can tell you now that I've experienced that grace both 
going to confession and being the confessor. Just like it says in, Jesus, in the gospel today, as Jesus' heart was moved with pity and love, when I sit in the confessional, all my heart just pours out in love for these people that have come before me. There's no judgment. That's not what it's there for. It's not to say how horrible you are. It's to recognize how much you're in need of the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. If you're trying to figure out how to go to confession, Father Adam at stmargaretmary.org. I've already had people sending me emails to set up confession times. Please, I beg of you, don't allow the fear and anxiety to stop you from receiving the love of Jesus Christ. He desires to be in relationship with you, to love you, for you to receive that love. Sometimes you have to go to a doctor when you're sick. And we struggle sometimes with the sickness of sin. There is healing, there is hope, and there is love. Turn to Jesus Christ in those dark times. Please, I beg, I'm looking to be busy. Listen, I, I've jokingly told Father Walsh that, you know, once I'm ordained, I can finally get put to work. I look forward to receiving you in the sacrament of confession, to allowing that love of Jesus Christ to flow forth. What is it that's stopping you? If there is anything, know of my prayers for you and know that Jesus is waiting for you in the confessional to heal your heart and to give you his love.